With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Green Sally up and Green Sally down. Last time the dog got a tail is brown. Green Sally up and Green Sally down. Last time the dog got a tail is brown.
All right. And thank you once again for another glorious, wonderful, hopefully fast-paced and high-energy episode of Working with the Spirit Presents Cussing Monday. Y'all know what time it is. It is Monday. It is a little later than normal, so hopefully you got the kitties in bed. And if they are not in bed, because I know some folks still have the uh, – a little extended holiday or whatever, you might want to put them back to the back room or turn your speakers down because we will be doing a lot of cussing tonight. All right, y'all know what Cussing Monday is. Cussing Monday is this show. It is a part of the week where we get a little bit looser on our rules. It is a time when we may close the good books, or if we don't close, we turn them back to Revelations. We we blow out the white candles like the black ones, and we answer all your questions about conjure. And we answer and we answer all the down and dirty questions. Anything you want to know about conjuration, as it, you know, as it re, as it, it um talks about, whatever you know, you want to get that woman back. You want to send her away. Same thing with the man. You want to know about the draws, and you want to know what Amor meant when she said the Gatorade bottle. Anything you want to know, but we're afraid to ask about conjuring. Now's the time for it. Joining me as always is Doctor Corbo. Doc, I know you're on. Why don't you say hey to the folks? Ah. <laughs> Man, it has been one of those weeks. You know, I know you normally look forward to Cussing Monday, and I'm normally like, uh-oh, I don't know what's going to be said or done this week. But you no know what? This is, one of those, this is one of those weeks I was looking forward to Cussing Monday because, whew, it's been, uh, it's been a hell of a weekend. It's been a hell of a weekend. Uh, Miss Angel done got me before the show and said no adult drinks before the show. <laughs> well, you know what I got to say about that? Mm. Listen. I think that only applied to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I know it's not drunk Saturday, but, um, you know, one beer ain't going to hurt, I don't think. I mean, it's cussing Monday after all. As long yeah, as we wake it, make it in to work tomorrow. Day. <laughs> legalization day. You know, yep. and I'm just raising the bottle to that. <clears throat> Taking care of a yeah. little business. You know, thanks to everybody who is tuning in with us. See, we've got some calls on the line already, and I'm sure we've got some folks in the, uh, you know, listen to us via the computer on the Internet. And um, I know the folks on the phone line be able to hit the number one, raise their hand, and ask us a question. But you guys that are on the uh, computer, you know, you can send your questions in over the chat line. Um, not the chat line, the uh, yeah, the the text line. And the number is 770-648-4171. I know a couple of folks already have it programmed in. So, um, yeah, you got a question you want to ask us, and you don't want to dial, dial in the number or maybe have your voice heard over the air, you're scared of who's listening, no problem. Just text your question. I'll read it over the air. And we'll do our best to get an answer for you. But other than that, um, this week's episode of uh, Cussing Monday, we're going to focus on graveyard work. And I know a few of you out there going, graveyard work. Well, Papa, I remember you saying you weren't going to put that kind of stuff out on the Internet. Well, Doc and I, you know, we had a little chat. And we were thinking, well, hell, why, why not? Because, see, the thing is, Sometimes, and I think I put this on the Facebook group, sometimes the best defense is a strong offense. And there's a time, you know, and a place for everything. It's all about balance. So, you know, we spend enough time, you know, teaching you about 
the good work. So, you know, sometimes you might have to be familiar with some of the bad stuff. And, you know, not that graveyard work is all bad, but you got a lot of people putting some bullshit out. You know, and I mean, they're they're writing all these wonderful books and making these excellent blog posts and whatnot, but they're not telling you that you can seriously get yourself fucked up going in the graveyard. So we're going to talk about, you know, protocol going in there and getting your ass back out safely. Because, uh... You know, you go in there the wrong way, and, you know, Doc can tell you. They'll they'll either turn you around in there so you can't get out, or, you know, they'll bring something home with you, something more than that damn dirt. <laughs> so that was our point for this show. <laughs> Doc, what you over there giggling about? Oh, I'm just thinking about all the folks that are taking notes and going to go out and do something wrong and, I'm thinking about what good job security is going to be, actually. <laughs> At least I'm this honest. This is true. You know? Because no no matter, you know, how clear you make the instructions, there's going to be somebody that's going to mishear something. Maybe they're doing something in the background, not as good at multitasking as they thought they were. And, I know, uh, Jess, you're listening. They're going to bungle something up. And then next thing you know, you know, they got all hell breaking loose in their house. But um, I've already thanked the listeners, which is cool. This past Sunday, um, Doc, I don't know if you saw, I know you were out and about on Sunday, but I did post up that I was accepting um, prayer requests. You know, I try not to do any work on Sunday. Work is, Sunday is just about, you know, giving thanks to the Lord and spending it in prayer and whatnot. But I was moved to ask for um, any prayer requests because you can never pray too much on a, on a situation. So I just want to let everybody know, I did get your prayer request, those of you who sent them in over the um, private messages system on Facebook. So um, I got them. For some reason, it was not letting me reply to you. Um, once that's fixed, I will, you know, send you a, you know, a private message. But just rest assured, I did get your prayer request, and I was praying for you because there were a lot of serious situations sent, so... I was praying for you, all right? And another thing, um, I don't think I've ever put this out, but there is a prayer line set up. You know, I try to change it to uh, put a different message up there. But the number is, uh, it's a local Atlanta number. It's area code 404-410-1108. We'll put it on the the page notes, and we'll post it in the Facebook group or whatnot. So you'll be able to see. um, Banner. Is it? Oh yeah, you know I what? It so. is. It is. It's right there. Yeah, it's right there. So you know, give it a call, give it a listen. I think the message is like three minutes long, so you know, just bear with me. It's like three minutes. Listen to it. Hopefully, you get some inspiration from it, and um, it'll change weekly. Some weeks will be better than others. You know, that's life. But it'll change weekly, and um, you know, just stay prayerful. And it seems kind of odd to start to start a cussing Monday. With a message about staying prayerful, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> At least All right. we got it out the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. At least, at least we got that praying stuff out the way. Uh, speaking of which, you know, uh, you can't please everybody. You know, Doc, I went on that little rant. I think what was that Saturday night? I went on yeah, my went on my Facebook. <laughs> I know it did take all weekend. But um, I've been getting some feedback off of that. Some good, <coughs> some somewhat somewhat critical, you know. Um, 
folks, when I speak, I pretty much speak from the heart. Y'all know this show ain't scripted. You can pretty much tell from some of the shit we say it's not scripted at all. We just, uh, hell, that, some days. <laughs> no, no, shoot, it, it's pointing at me too, man. You know, <laughs> you know, it's 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 funny because, you know, people. I guess you know they 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 kind of draw opinions off of how we sound and how we interact, but you guys don't know like Doc is probably the more technical, you know, between the two of us. You know, he's real big on like deadlines and you know keeping me on task. You know, texting me, letting me know, hey, it's almost showtime, and I'm the one that usually like scoots in here with like seconds to spare. Like, uh oh, here we go. And I'm like, what in the world are we gonna say? And I generally just fly off a cuff. And that, that's pretty much just how I live. I've never really handled deadlines much. You know, I mean, it, it's part of working with a team, I guess. Part of working and being part of a team. But, you know, um, did get did get a few criticisms. But, hey, I speak from the heart. Everything I said I meant. Um, please stay faithful out there. Stay prayerful. And stay in your Bible. Um, because you're going to miss something every time. You can read the same page ten times and get ten different things. Maybe not different meanings, but you're going to catch something. So, you know, that's what I meant. Anyway, um, Doc, you got anything? What's going on with you this week? Oh, man. Just just running. Just running. I had to go to the health food store and get some herbs. And they finally starting to catch what, I, what I'm up to, you know, <laughs> So I always mm-hmm. wanted to know, well, what's this for? Oh, I, I'm just making somebody some cold medicine. Well, today it was, what's this for? Well, I kind of got a man that's got Noah's Ark coming out of his ass, and I'm trying to get him out of there. You know? <laughs> so I had some, some fancy looks, you know, <laughs> doing that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, you told me about that situation. And, um, a little bit, you know. Um, folks, live things in you is real. Oh yeah, I mean I'd take a video of it all, but yeah, I wouldn't believe it anyway. So telling you, I mean. um, getting live things cast in you. I think we talked about that Saturday a little bit too. But y'all, that shit is real. Um, you got some, you got some folks, and Doc, you know, you know this. You got some of the naysayers saying that, um, oh no, 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 there's there's no such, there's no way you can put snakes in somebody. Those are worms. That's just a bunch mm-hmm. of hillbilly and country folk with worms. Well, y'all, we That's know about worms, here. especially country folk. We know about worms. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. I hey. too. Used to get them all yeah. the time, drinking out of them water hoses in the chicken yard. Right, right. Or, or, or if you happen to, to to eat a piece of fruit or something that got a little bit too close to the hog waller, then somebody mm, might get tapeworms. Mm. You know, you might get tapeworms or something. But look, there's no way. There's no way anybody can mistake a tapeworm for a snake. No way. Mm-hmm. You know, folks folks always uh, want to downplay, you know, us country folk. Yeah, it's, that's some brilliant folk in the country. We just talk a little bit different. That's it. And if mm-hmm. you ask me, the rest, the rest of the world that talks funny. No. You know, it's just like the heckling yankee. Um, yeah, like vape guy. Fuck out of here. You know, it's like, um, you know, folk always want to discount some stuff and, oh, shit, that's just an old wives' tale. 
Well, hell, coming from the country, I think some smart ass old wives. Mm-hmm. You know. See, vape guy thought I forgot. No, I just I, I'm gonna heckle you a few more times. <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, people always want to downplay some things, and and it's, and it's generally the stuff that they either don't understand or, you know, they haven't been exposed to. Because um, mm-hmm. growing up, growing up, or even going to the country, you know, because I'm dual natured. We lived in the city, but hell, every summer we got shipped down to Grandpa Henry's farm down in middle Georgia, and Grandpa Henry was real big on getting you indoctrinated to country life real quickly. And one of the ways we, we uh, accomplished that, and Lazarus, I told you this one, you know, that those nice little baby pigs or that little calf that you played with that one summer, well, they ain't going to be there next summer when you come back. Mm-mm. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's why, you know, we used to wonder why Grandpa Henry never let us name those things. Well, hell, if if you named them, you better name them uh, Supper or uh, <laughs> you better, you better, better name them cows up there at the farm, bacon, hamburger. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You better name them Sausage or something because uh, if you think you're going there playing with, uh, playing with Wilbur from Charlotte's Web, well, hell, Wilbur's going to be on the breakfast plate. And ain't no Charlotte gonna come save him by doing her ABCs. Hell Poor no. Wilbur. Yeah, yeah. Wilbur is some <laughs> pig, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's mighty tasty, stuff. something. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm. You know what? If any other listeners out there get an opportunity to have like farm fresh meat or farm fresh egg or something like that, please by all means take it because. There is like no comparison between a farm fresh egg and a store bought egg. Like you can taste the difference, and especially like a a, a fresh pork chop. Man, get out of here! Mm-hmm. No comparison. What about that wild hog? You know what? I don't mind that gamey taste either. Man, we got. I don't mind that gamey taste. We don't even have no gamey in ours. We got good at getting that out. Them little tricks. Well. The thing is, like down here in Georgia, man, we haven't, especially middle and south Georgia, we got a big wild wild pig problem. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's so bad, man. It's like if you take a take a ride through the country, you'll see signs on people's like mailbox where they're like free pork, and you know it's where they done caught one out there rooting in the garden and blasted his ass, and you can drive up into their driveway. <laughs> onto their carport, and most of them have like those big deep freezers plugged up on the um, the carport. Well, they done killed it and butchered it, man. You can just reach in there and grab all the damn pork you want. You know, they may have a coffee can out there. Well, you can leave a donation <laughs> if you wanted to. There's a lady actually not too far from where I live that um, she has chickens in her backyard, and you know she's all she's like totally on the honor system. You pull up on her carport, and she's got that little mini fridge with eggs in there. And she's got a little coffee can up there. And it's on, it's on the honor system. You take you a dozen, you leave her a dollar. The only sign the she puts up there. The <laughs> I'm telling you. She just says, everybody be honest and bring back all, all your uh, your empty egg cartons if you got some. That's all she asks. You get all the all the farm fresh eggs you want. You know, so, you're talking you know. about Wilbur. I remember. You remember how folks always had 
the screened-in back porch where the deep freeze and the furniture that wouldn't fit in the house was stored. Uh-huh. Uh, well, when I was younger, my mama was cleaning out this old furniture, and she opened this drawer, and a rat fell out, and his head fell off, and all these little maggots crawled out. It had been on the back porch all summer. Damn. And I said, you know, Mama, what happened to it? She said, it's dead. That's what happens when you die. So until I was about, you know, 12, 13 years old, I thought there was worms in me eating me, and eventually they're going to eat too much, and my head's going to fall off, and I'm going to die. Damn. That was my traumatic childhood life from a country <laughs> You know, you well, can explain that a little better, Mama, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, I got to, you know, before we get into the show, man, I, I have a traumatic country story, and this is, you know, Grandpa, Grandpa and Grandma, and they're actually my greats. And my grand my grandma's parents. They um they used to always bicker, man. You know, country folks were good for getting into a good bickering match. And um, you know, they had their different methods for killing the chicken. You know, grand great grandma would just grab it by the head and swing it around, swing it around her head like real fast, like crack you know, pop pop the neck, chicken falls dead, and it's time to get to plucking. Well, Grandpa Henry, one day, and you know he was he was prone to take a a nip from the bottle every so often. Anyway, they were they were bickering about the best way to do it, and um, Great Grandma was like, "Well, we don't want to scare the chilling, the chilling." And Grandpa Henry was like, "Well, you know they got to learn sometimes." And she was telling him he don't need to be out there trying to butcher no chickens. While he'd been drinking. Well, you know, Grandpa Henry didn't give a damn. He went out there to the backyard, grabbed him one, a nice fat one, and took it to this um, this this stump. It was a tree stump with two nails sticking out of it. And, folks, we've never seen these nails. You know, they're, they're like maybe an inch, inch and a half apart sticking out of the stump. And what they would do is they would put the chicken's head down between those nails and pull back a little bit to stretch his neck out or her neck out, whatever. And then they come on down with the hatchet or whatever. Anyway, one day Grandpa Henry did that thing. That damn chicken hopped up and ran around the yard for a good minute or so before he realized he was dead. Scared the piss out of all of us. Blood shooting everywhere. We're all running and crying. Man, that was that was about the most traumatic thing ever. Ever since then, uh, Great Grandma did all the butchering we were around. No more chickens running around with their heads cut off. Hence the saying, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. There you go, country life. <laughs> Countryisms 101. Welcome to the front. Lewisms in a while. I think of one before the show's over. All right. Well, shoot. I'll probably think of a Lewism or something like that. But anyway, man, let's get into this. Um, this talk about graveyard work. Um, Amora. May be able to join us a little bit later on. She had an emergency come up. So while we're waiting on her, we'll go ahead and get started. And then she'll pick up, you know, where we uh, where we left off or she'll chime in as we get along. But the reason for this graveyard work show, besides it being Cussing Monday, was, um, dude, there's a lot of bullshit being put out. And people are really getting crossed up and hurt out there. And so I think mm-hmm. we should go over, you know, how to, there's, there's, let's be honest. There's no way to go about it safely. That's like saying the the safest way to build a bomb, you know. And mm-hmm. anytime, 
Something could go wrong, and, and your walls will come tumbling down. But there's the a way to be way to safer. Make <laughs> right. Boom. <laughs> you know, it's like um, there's a safer way to do it. Because we all hear those stories. There are a bunch of stories circulating right now of the people that go in there all willy-nilly and go wandering into the Jewish section of the graveyard and just start dropping coins and taking dirt, and then they wonder why they end up in the hospital or whatnot. Or people that have no connection to a grave whatsoever and just go kicking in the front door. Maybe not. Maybe not literally. You know what I mean. And they're going in there, scooping up dirt like it's a smorgasbord, a little bit of this one, a little bit of that one, and then they're just walking on out. Maybe they'll throw up a hand or a church finger. Thank you and get on in their car and drive off. Then they wonder why at best, at best their stuff doesn't work. At best it doesn't work. At worst, it goes a little bit backwards. It goes haywire. So that's why I thought this would be a good idea for a good show. Besides the fact you and I like talking about shit like this. Oh, yeah. Love some shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... I see we got we got somebody with their hand up. You want to take a call first, or you want to go on in there? It's a, hey, it's your world, squirrel. <laughs> go for it, whatever <laughs> you want to do. Now, I did put a uh, put divination in the tag, so get your smoke ready just in case. I've been smoking here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm over here vaping like crazy. We'll we'll see what Doing we that got. Dirty vaping. Yeah, yeah, vaping don't know shit. All right, area code eight six two. You are on the air. Who are we speaking with? Hey, doctor. Hey, hey, Papa Lou. What's up? I'll be damned. Hey there. How are you? How are you? I'm we are listening. doing. You doing? I love the doing. stories, and the rat story just just thrilled me. I'm glad you were thrilled by my childhood trauma. That scared the shit out of me for over a decade. Thank you. I'm glad you're laughing at my tears. I just wanted to say I was listening. (laughs) And uh, the graveyard work is going to be a wonderful idea. And don't forget to mention the possums and all the wonderful creatures in the graveyard when they go in there. It depends on what time they go in, too. But, you know, you know the fun Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> there's a lot of fun stuff that you can go into um with this topic. But before we get in there, you are um a very popular person. Oh I am. Oh yes, yes, yes. We have gotten calls, uh we have gotten text messages, emails, everybody wants to get in touch with you. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, the doctor know how to get in touch with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they won't talk to her. Just have him email me, and I'll set it up. Yeah, he can, right, he'll, well. he'll work everything out for me. Because right now, you know, I'm I'm on a little. I'm still on vacation. Like I work, you know. I'm still eating a little turkey. Man. <laughs> you know what? I had two turkey sandwiches. Mother Wasim, I had two turkey sandwiches for dinner tonight. And you ever get to the point where you're so tired of turkey, you're just chewing mad, like, I don't want this thing. 
That's when you, you make a, you a, a turkey stew, a turkey soup, a turkey pot pot, and then you turkey freeze the rest of the turkey, <laughs> and then you bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this point, I'm starting to feel like Bubba from uh, Forrest oh, Gump when he was talking about when he was talking about all that damn shrimp. The shrimps. <laughs> you know, I'm over Man, here. I'm over like here like last week. <laughs> You know, turkey pot pie, turkey dumpling, turkey and grits, there you turkey souffle. I'm like, oh, so sick of Like turkey, brown turkey, like you fry, like you fry bologna, fried turkey. You know how to do it. Put some breadcrumbs on it, some eggs, and put it in the oven, oven baked turkey. It's already cooked. Mother Wasim, now you know these folks don't know nothing about frying no bologna. <laughs> They don't know. They don't know about making them bologna. But they ain't had no good eating. <laughs> they don't oh, know about them bologna hats. Where you where you drop that bologna down that pan, then it puff up. You know how to get that bubble. Get yeah. That bubble. You know. What about me? Got cousins. Y'all ever what seen that? When they put that that bologna, so it come up into a bowl and put spaghettios in it. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the spaghettios in bologna bowls. I ain't, I ain't eating it. Bologna ain't my thing. You know what? Fried bologna with the good old government cheese they don't give out my mouth. <laughs> that was the good cheese. government cheese. <laughs> the good government. You know what, y'all? That's the bad government cheese. Before we get into this show, I want the callers to know you have never, ever, and Lou says ever. Had a decent grilled cheese sandwich if you've never had a grilled cheese sandwich made from government cheese. You ain't never lie. That, yeah, was, the never, that was better grilled than grilled cheese. I'm trying to tell you. I'm going to tell mean, you we know. gonna make y'all jealous. <laughs> Indian that? commodities, what? we still get that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I ain't y'all jealous. I know. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but that's okay. Everybody's going to stick a feather in their head to get at that cheese. But, Doc, oh, you hey, know, uh, the whole uh, car. So what we going to do, we going to play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amore, you we gonna on? Play. Yes, I am. Okay, cool. Welcome. Welcome. How's your, how's, your, how's your little one feeling? Oh, much better. Like, I called, like, 901, and then he just darted across the room, like, straight across to the bathroom. So I was like, oh, crap. So I had to hang up quick. Okay, no problem. No problem. We're glad you made it. You you walked in just while we were talking about um, government cheese sandwiches and um, and uh, fried bologna. Is that some good stuff? Put a little fried egg on that? That's... Oh, Lord. <laughs> little grits. Little grits. Little you go. There you go. No, you, what you do is you take that grease. Or that butter out there, fried bologna, and put over some grits. You got a seasoning that will not get. Oh my God, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. You're making me hungry. I already ate, and I'm about to go in this kitchen again. <laughs> we, we actually need to do a show on, on Kitchen Conjure. That's what we need to do a show on. Whew. That's where the best kitchen conjure. is coming from. I yeah. can tell you how to conjure a polka dotted car with some baloney. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I can't play with him on Monday. <laughs> can't play with him. That's what I'm saying. You, we, look, we 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 can't set him up on Mondays because. 
too late. Oh. You already started. <laughs> well, I will. I will so tell I you this. Before we get into this show, there was this summer. You know, it's always like four degrees hotter than hell in the summers down here. And <laughs> me, me and my cousin took a notion. You know, that that's when you get the best ideas when you just take a notion. Because we've seen where people were talking about, well, it's hot enough to fry an egg out here. Well, we wonder if it was hot enough to bake a biscuit. So we went down to the <laughs> store because we wouldn't use none of none of grandma's uh, ingredients. Went down to the store. We bought up like a bunch of dough. And the guy was like, what the hell are y'all buying up all that damn dough for? And we were like, I don't know, we're making monkey bread or something. But um, we went out there, and we started, like, rolling up in balls, and we were, like, smacking it up against cars. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Lou was a a little dentist a minute when he was a little kid, especially, like, in the uh, parking lot. Oh, praise God you're still living, honey. I'm (laughs) telling you, because by the time those folks got off work (laughs) and came outside, they had, like, biscuits. Biscuits cooked on the side of their car, up on the hood. I mean, hell, I don't know. I, I, I told my cousin, like, we need to go back the next day and try to make whole cakes. <laughs> now you laid that bologna down That's and you conjured a polka-dotted car. <laughs> oh, man. I can't. We're going to have to I have can't. a biscuit segment every week. If you do this, this will happen. Right. <laughs> You know what? I know what what should go in the mischief section of the show. Yeah, um, upper decker. <laughs> yeah, besides the upper decker, besides the upper decker, and I'm gonna put the um, the step by step on the Facebook page on how to accomplish a successful upper decker. With pictures. But um, <laughs> you know what? We 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 should well, put, and I'm not gonna put it out there, but y'all, if y'all email. Dr. Corbeau very nicely He has a wonderful little Mischievous trick that you can do um, Conjure wise That leads to um, Pimples Pimples <laughs> yes. Man that girl leads- never Opened her mouth again when we was In school It, it, her pimples. Mm. it looked like a strawberry With all them little yellow dots on it so y'all y'all email him if you wanna if you want an, an appointment um you wanna speak to Mother Wasima, email Dr. Corbo. And if you email him and ask nicely, maybe he'll share with you his little conjure trick on how to give somebody pimples. And what I tell you it is hmm. actually it's ingenious. So uh, ingenious, y'all email y'all, it works. Oh yeah. <laughs> it works. Well Wasima show you how to give warts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice big ones. Mm. And if you email me, maybe I'll, I I can I can show you how to give somebody the piles. Mm, I can mm. too. Eat some of my chili. Peppers <laughs> <laughs> in there. You're not gonna come out. Come out right again. You're gonna be permanently deformed. <laughs> no. You might get hospitalized. Well. I just called because you're talking about working in the graveyard, and it just so happened I got, I'm getting ready to go out and do some work in the graveyard. Oh Lord! So uh, die. yeah, yeah somebody <laughs> that cornstarch. <laughs> mm. Put it oh, this no. way. Put it this way. 
the spirit that I'm be working with tonight, I'm going to make sure, I'm going to make sure, because I'm by a cemetery that's a German cemetery, and it's from World War Two, and the youngest one grave that I've seen in there was from, uh, what was it, 1814 to 1932? Mm. Yeah. So I'm nice. going digging. If we got any newer yeah. listeners, get the hell out of town right now. <laughs> Just get out now. Run. No, but I'm going in there. I just scoped out a couple of them. I had to wait for them to, to you know, the nice little city come and, and mow it down a little bit so I can see where I'm walking into. Don't want to walk into an open grave at night. You know, you ain't supposed to be in a graveyard at night. But that's another story. Anyhow, <laughs> so Anywho. I just wanted to call in. I'm listening. I can't. You can't hear me, but I can hear you. I'm gonna have my earbuds on, so you know. Oh, hopefully, man. a lot of laughter come on out of here while I'm digging in there. You know, I don't want no bones on me. Not tonight. The pressure's on tonight. And no peanuts <laughs> in the house. No damn peanuts. Uh, no peanuts. In the no, house. no, no, no. No, 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 no. No peanuts. When I walk house. through that graveyard, right at the entrance, I know what to do, what to say, and how to do it, and how not to bring nothing back with me. I'm just going in there. I'm going to take a little, and I'm going to leave a little. How about that? There you go. <laughs> All righty. And I'm going to go about well, my way. Well, y'all have a blessed night. Have a wonderful show. Dr. Papalu, uh, Amor, y'all be good, and I will keep on listening. All right. Yeah, keep keep on have a good one, y'all. All right. All right. You too. Thank you for calling. Oh, Lord. All right. That was awesome. I love when Mother Wasima calls in, or any of our um, any of our conjurers <laughs> just call in. I mean, that's that's awesome. I love it. I think she hung up by mistake. She'll call back in. But um, speaking of conjurers, the prophet um, prophet Lockhart wants to come back on, so we've got to schedule a show for him to come on. And um, I told him he's got to fix his phone. But you know, it's hard to it's hard to get a seventy year old man to do something different. But he was, he's going to come back on. I think he, I don't know what he wants to talk to us about. Um, I know he would, uh, he'd probably get on to me by talking about the graveyard. So we ain't, we ain't going to tell him we had this show when he comes back on. Well, he won't okay. be listening. <laughs> I know. I know. He's probably asleep now. But, but um, y'all, anybody listening wants to chime in with the discussion, even if you know a little bit something about government cheese and you want to you want to share that story, feel free to hit the number one. And uh we will go ahead and hear your government cheese story before we get into the graveyard. Or anybody listening online wants to take part in the cussing or have the question to ask, then feel free to text us at seven seven oh six four eight four one seven one. We will field your questions. And I did tag card readings and divination psychic readings for the show. So if somebody got has a question that they want answered, then um, you know Unless what to do. Unless you're vape guy. Unless you're vaping. Unless you're vape guy. You can be vaping, but don't be vape Just guy. Just don't be vape guy. Mm-mm. That's it. That's that is <laughs> no. all we ask. Don't be vape guy. All right. But um, y'all, the graveyard. First things first. You know, you can you can mess yourself up before you even get to or get in the graveyard. All right, you can mess yourself mm-hmm. up big time before you even get in there. Now you hear people talking about different ways to get in there. I mean, there's all kinds of craziness. 
from spinning around, cross your eyes, make sure you stick your tongue out, shit like that. But the way I do it, you know, and the way that that a lot of people, you, you've got to pay your way in. Now, personally, I start I start dropping coins before I even get to the damn gate. You know, if I'm driving up, I'll start dropping coins out the um out the window before I even get there. Because people will say, you know, you've got to pay at the gate and whatever. And that's and that's true. But I start dropping coins along the way. I guess maybe it's a little bit of overkill, but um hell, I'm I'm leaving my trail of monetary uh breadcrumbs. Before I even get there, <laughs> keeping all your bases you know, covered, find like his way back out. Yeah, no. Break exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm 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 leaving a trail of coins before I even get there. I'm dropping them out, and I mean, I'm of course not going down the highway, but you know, like maybe ten seconds away, I'm, I start dropping coins out. You know, I'm I'm making sure I'm I'm good and paid before I get there. You know, and then because once you get to the gate, I mean, it's, it's game time. It's game time. Right. You know, so I want to grease the wheels just a little bit because a lot of people think of a graveyard as just, just somewhere you can go and do whatever because everybody's dead. Well, if you're going there to accomplish work, hopefully you don't have that mindset. Hopefully you realize that this is the final resting place for a lot of folks. And don't take that word resting too lightly because everything in there ain't resting. Mm-hmm. All right, you got some very active folks in there, and you are coming to their house. And how would you feel if somebody just came in there, all willy nilly? Because I tell you, you come at the, you come to my door without showing respect. You don't have to bring something every time to my house, but these ain't my rules. We talking about their rules, and you better damn pay at the door. Now you'll hear different amounts at the gate of what you're supposed to give. You know, Doc, what's your amount? Because I, 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 I'm pretty sure we've we've each got a different number. Well, generally, when I go knocking, I give three pennies at the gate. If I ain't got no change, I give tobacco because you know I ain't nowhere without no tobacco. So that's at the gate. Really? <clears throat> but I pay for my dirt with new dimes. Amora, what's yours? Silver dollars. I pay two silver dollars before I walk in and two silver dollars as I walk in. As that's my procedure to knock because it covers both eyes as they are coming from above and below. So I want to cover and pay my respects. So that is what I need. I can't afford okay. that. You know, I'd be broken. <laughs> I need $50,000 in, in silver dollars. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> And that and that right there is what um, I meant by variation because you're gonna find there's a lot of locate regional differences because I was always taught fifteen cents, but it has to be in the form of three nickels. Mm-hmm. I give three nickels at the gate, and I make sure I knock three three distinct times. Be it a gate, sometimes they have the um, the stone pillars. I may knock at both sides, but I make sure I knock three times, and then I leave my three nickels. If there right ain't there, no gate, knock gate. on the ground. Yeah, Some you better. Yeah, I knock somewhere. No more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure person. I knock. There ain't somewhere. no gate. Hit the ground, something. And if mm-hmm. you can't you, tell whether there's a yes or no, then you don't need to be going anyway. Thank I you. Agree. And that was something that I wanted to mention. If you can't, 
you know, after you've paid your money, you know, it, it's not a guarantee. This is somebody's house. This is where this is where people are living. So if there's no, you know, if there's no guarantee that you can just go in there. You know, um, once you pay your money, if you knock, some could because some um, some traditions do, some don't. You wait. You wait for an answer. You wait for a response before you just go in there. All right, because it's just like at your house. You know, how would you like it if someone came to your door, knocked, and then just helped themselves, walked on in? You know, so treat the graveyard with respect. You know, after you've um, observed the um, the traditions at the gate or the entrance, then you wait. You wait to be granted admittance. Now, if you you know, the people that are more sensitive may get, you know, may get uh, an, a yes that they can hear or a no. Sometimes it will come as a sign that's relevant to you, because that's you know that's a that's something I think we may have touched on on that show about signs. All right, um, there are a lot of books and whatnot that get put out about well, if you see this, this means that. If you see that, that means this. But sometimes you know you've got to go look for something that's relevant to you. If you know your favorite animal is a crow. And you knock on that gate, and you may hear, you know, a crow call. You may see one overhead. Well, they, that's a sign that's relevant to you. Maybe, maybe it may be a damn milk truck for for Come On In Milk brand drives by. You know, wait, I'm wait for something. One. Don't just go. What's that? Oh no, go ahead, hon. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear you. But um, yeah, I was wait, wait for something that's relevant for you. And it may not be the same thing every time. And if you get nothing, if you're just sitting there with your thumb up your ass like, duh, I didn't get nothing, well, then go back home. <laughs> that's that's when you go back home. Because if if you go and knock on, I know if I go knock on Amora or I knock on Doc's door and I don't hear nothing, like, well, hell, it's time to go back home. Well, you know, you're supposed Ain't- to call at my house first. Yeah, you ain't lying. Don't just go. I might be laying around butt-ass naked or something. You never know. Come 30-minute call ahead of time, and if I don't answer, don't even bother. Don't even bother, for real. Mm-hmm. You know, people people tend to not observe courtesies when it comes to spirits. And I know we've talked about how people will just buy a candle with a, with a saint or a spirit's image on it, or they'll read about certain spirits and just decide – Hey, I'm gonna burn this candle, give out this offering, and start asking for that pie in the sky. Well, no, you got to build a relationship because these are sentient beings. They still think, they still have personalities, and the same thing goes for um, for the graveyard. Same thing goes for the graveyard. You know, just because they're dead doesn't mean that they don't want you to be courteous, and it also doesn't mean that if you're not courteous, they won't tax that ass if you decide to go waltzing up in there. <laughs> There's <laughs> hell, hell. It's the truth. This is cussing Monday, so always be respectful. Be respectful. Now let's just say you actually do get something you understand to be yes. You can come on in. What's your next step? Your next step to me, and it may be different for um, Doc and Amora, but for me, your next step actually should have been like your earlier step before you get there. You should know where the hell you're going. You should know where you're going. 
Because personally, and this is just me, I, you know, I never just um, go to anybody. I go to ancestors. I go to places, you know, with um, folks I've scattered out, people I, people I either know or know of. So I'm going, hopefully, to go and um, petition them to ask if they'll help me with um, whatever I want to get accomplished. And if you don't know, I've got a little a little top secret conjurism that I want to put out there that will probably get uh, the prophet, auntie, and a lot of people pissed off at me. But I'm going I'm going to give it out. So we start seeing it on the forums, y'all. You know they heard it here first. You know they heard it here first. But we're going to get to that later. <laughs> but um, yeah, you gotta you gotta know where you're going because if you just go wandering around. You're not, you're not. You're liable to get yourself all messed up. Anybody got something to add? Well, let's say you ain't got nowhere to go. You ain't know nobody. Ain't got no friends, no family, nothing. You need to. You need to go in without wanting something. Go in right. Look around. Ask for a sign for who wants to work with you. Then start making friends. Now, if you can't do that, a good place to find is look for graves and nobody's taken care of no more. People don't mm. forget about or everybody died. Clean it up. Bring us some flowers. Wash the headstone down. Make friends if you ain't got nobody to go see. Right. Right. And, you know, oftentimes you can just just lay it out. What do you need? Just lay out. Just lay out, you know, Let's say you've you've gone in, you've done what, what Doc said, and you've made friends or whatever, and that one still says, well, hell no. You could still possibly petition somebody that's willing to work. It's just like when you go into an old folks' home and volunteer, and you got somebody, like, like Doc was mentioning, that don't get no visits, that don't get nobody to care for them or whatever. Some of those old folks are just happy. You know, you could go in there and ask for the moon and they give it to you because they're just happy to talk to somebody. Well, sometimes you can find a spirit that's no different. They're just happy to be able to do something, you know, other than scare somebody who happens to be walking through the graveyard in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. See, i got a friend in every graveyard in my area. If I can drive to it, i got a friend there because that's what I did. I went and made sure I made friends with at least one person in every graveyard in my area. So no matter where I need to go, I've got a friend. There you go. There you go. Now, okay. Let's say you've you've made your friend, or you're going to your relative, or you're going to somebody you know. All right, and you're going to collect that dirt. Now I want to actually take y'all's opinion on this because um, um, opinion, you know. Opinions on this subject vary, and it relates to the positioning of the um, the person in the grave, you know, um, and where you take the dirt from. Because personally, I think that's very important. And, of course, you know, the headstone, the head's going to be facing that way, hence, you know, why they call it the headstone, duh. Um, and that helps you to find out where the body is oriented. Now most um most people are buried with their hands crossed, sometimes across their chest. 
Sometimes they're they're crossed at the waist. Sometimes they're at their sides. But at least you know where, you know, the person's head and feet are. So, um, Doc, I was always taught or, you know, um, instructed, especially by the prophet. The prophet was, Grandma wasn't too big on graveyards. She would go in there. It seemed like the prophet was always, you know, taking his tail in there. Don't tell him I said his tail. But, um... <laughs> Man, that old that old man can strike a straight lick with a crooked stick. I'm telling you. And he, and he don't mind hitting you with a cane now. He don't even walk with a cane. I just think every so often he just gets ornery and wants to whop somebody with it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, it's if you've got some work that involves keeping somebody you know underfoot or held down. I was always taught you you would take dirt from the foot end of the grave, from the mm-hmm. foot end. You know, love work, you would take some dirt from where the heart would lie. Now, the head, I was always, you know, I was always taught the head could be a little bit tricky because you could use dirt from the head of the grave to have that particular spirit trouble the mind of somebody. You could take um, dirt from the head of the grave if you need some help. Um, making a decision and you wanted a little bit of that person's wisdom and that's particularly if it's a wise person that you trusted like a like a grandma grandpa you know your great 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 uncle that was a that was a scientist whatever because you know you don't want to take dirt from the head of a dumbass oh man Man, that was cold. I'm, I'm that was cold. That was cold. You know, he was he was a good guy, but he was a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, there's something else. When you know the old cemeteries, usually, you know, you're buried facing the east because on Judgment Day, the sun rises. That's where Christ's gonna be when Gabriel blows his horn. But I know a cemetery where all the headstones, where the writing is, is facing west and the body's on the other side. So you can't always be so sure if you don't know. This is true. So when you're looking at this headstone, the body's on the other side in every grave in this cemetery. It's an old one. (laughs) And that's just how they did it. Now, one thing I always was taught is before I even start messing with dirt, I knock on their tombstone just like I did the gate. Because that tombstone's their door, mm-hmm. and that's how you wake them up. Right now, now you know just like you were saying, depending on what you do is what kind of dirt you're gonna get, what part, what side, how you gonna do it. Did you even? Did they even say, yeah, I'm, I'm here? You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of procedures. A lot of procedures. Depends. You know, and I'm glad you mentioned that knocking on the. Um, Knocking on the tombstone because that's something I do, and um, that's also something you know that the prophet does. Because you, you'll find a lot of old folks do that. A lot of old folks do that. You know they will knock on that tombstone to wake that spirit up, and some will actually rock it a little bit. They'll actually rock it, and you know that I mean that was called waking up the spirit. You know, um, get their attention, like you said, knocking on the door, and there's a there's a work. That I'd like to share um, is actually it's it's an old one, and you know it's basically 
nothing but petitioning. You know, if you've got somebody that is troubled by that demon alcohol, you know, um, it's just like advice. A lot of times people will listen to the folks that's closest to them. There ain't nobody closer to you than your ancestors. So one of the one of, an, an old work is if you got somebody that's being pestered by alcohol, you would find one of their relatives, one of their one of their ancestors. You know, and you know once you've observed all the proper protocols and gained entrance to that cemetery, you would go and petition their relative, and then one of the first things you have to do is knock on their headstone and tell them you're coming on behalf of such and such. And you would ask that they actually trouble the mind of that person to get them to stop drinking. You know, that's one thing I like about Conjure. You know, we get a lot of requests as workers for people, um, well, such and such doesn't love me no more. I'm having a hard time passing this exam. And let's be honest, sometimes you get requests for people that want a magical solution to a problem that could be really handled um, just by a firm hand out in the out in the real world, out in the physical world. I mean, I've got a lady that wants to know how she can hot foot her neighbor away because they don't get along, and she has yet to knock on the neighbor's door or try to break bread with them or actually make peace. Has yet to try that. That's neither here nor there. Um, one thing I like about Conjure, a lot of the old work old works dealt with like real world, like actual problems. Alcoholism, adultery, um, trying to get a job when, when you know you're being held out of a position by your race, you know stuff like that. And I don't want to go off on a tangent, but yeah, real world solutions, and you actually using the spirits for that, not just for the things we want, but for the things we need. And that work, you know, kind of kind of um, nails that, you know, drives that home when you've got someone who is wrestling with something like that. You know, there's nothing worse than than that doggone demon alcohol, I know. Just from, you know, personal and family experiences. From a week or a week ago, huh? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, a week, <laughs> hell. About thirty two minutes ago. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Um yeah, the, the the curse of the Damiana leaf, I tell you. Oh Lord, oh Lord. I'm actually gonna share that story. Let me look and see who's on who's holding on the line to make sure it's safe to actually tell this story. I'm telling you, but I'm gonna share uh, a Damiana leaf story with y'all. But um, you know, we are actually close to the one hour mark. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna to play this song and uh, we're gonna come back with more graveyard work. And we are also going to open up the lines in case anybody um, has any questions, comments, concerns about graveyard work, working with spirits in general, or um, maybe you need a, a brief consultation on something you're going through. All right, so we are going to play, uh, who is this, Lightning Slim. Hopefully I got this um, queued up ready. So if you got to take a brief intermission, come back to the show. We'll see you in about three, three and a half minutes. Now when your woman start acting funny And begin to run around 
You'd better get you somebody Cause she's missing to Put you down Better let her go Man, just as quick as you can Because that little hoodoo girl She's going to hoodoo the hoodoo man You know my woman got me on the one now Something I can't understand How I can look at her running out with some other man After all I did all in this world I can But this little hoodoo girl she doesn't hoodoo the hoodoo man. Well, blow your harmonica, son. Yeah, she got me hoodoo. She take all my money and spend it all over town. And when I want to love a man, she can't be found. I walk and cry, dying tears away with my hand. Because that little hoodoo girl, people she done hoodoo the hoodoo man. I guess it was a little bit shorter than what I thought. That wasn't the whole three and a half minutes. But um, that was Lightning Slim. And, um, you know, you heard what he was thinking about, that little hoodoo girl done hoodoo the hoodoo man. I guess we'll talk about that one a little bit later. But, uh, Lazarus, you back on? Or are you still on break? I hear you caught me in midstream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh man, but uh but yeah, we're gonna talk about this um <laughs> we gonna we're gonna talk about this graveyard stuff, man. The um yeah, so that that's one work that you can do if you got somebody, you know, that's that's being trouble with alcohol. Lazarus, you got something to share with them? I'm just gonna go out here and tell somebody something how to fuck somebody up. If that's all right go with for you. It. Go for it, it's Monday. It's Monday, because, you know, we talk about the graveyard, and everybody, nobody knows about the positive shit, so we're going to cover some of it, but people always want to know how to fuck somebody up. Well, this is true. <laughs> so, what you're going to get is nine mason jars, you're going to want nine black candles, and nine pieces of paper with their name, and if you got it, their birth date on it. Now, if it's a man... You're going to go out and find nine women. Nine women that says, yes, they'll work on it. You get their dirt in each one of them jars. Fill that damn jar halfway, stick his paper in there, fill it the rest of the way. If you're working on a woman, you're going to find nine men. So that paper is in the middle of all this dirt. Now what you got to do is take these jars back 
and you got to set them in a straight line and set them black candles on top of each one of them. After all that shit burns down, what you're going to do is take that jar and just start the one in the yard break it. If you, if you think you can, if you can't, hide it somewhere, maybe the ditch in the little culvert pipe, somewhere nothing near. Get it on that yard. Try to go around the block with some till you've got all that shit busted around them. And them, them nine spirits, because see, nine, that nine will overpower one. So you're sending them nine spirits to overpower and fuck up that person. Nice. Now, but I do want to say something on that note. Now, we we can we can tell them to go get a railroad spike without the express mm. written consent and of I the railroad. I ain't telling authority. you to get graveyard dirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait, wait. We can't tell them that. We can't tell them to um, make Damiana tea because they might be um, allergic to it, and we're not going to practice medicine without a license. But we can tell them to go trespassing on somebody's yard. Mm-mm. And we ain't going to tell them trespass in no cemetery. This is all for historical purposes only, folklore, and the rest of that shit. And my disclaimers at the bottom, blah, blah, copyright 24. Blah, blah, copyright, copyright, and all that good shit. Right. Right. And, and all for the, for the preservation of, of uh, Southern folklore. That, yeah, that's that too. That's a good one. <laughs> well, you know what? I just like a like a good simple one, a good simple one, because you know I'm like the hoodoo MacGyver. I, I like you know variations of different tricks, and I like just making making your regular damn old Rudy Poo jar, or maybe a, a bottle with some personal concerns in it. And of course, you're gonna fill that jar with with other assorted nastinesses. Maybe you've got some bugs or or um or a rattlesnake shed. Maybe you've got you know some urine, whatever. Fill that jar. Well, not your own urine. We'll we'll cut that part out because you're gonna just just have that particular target's personal concerns in there. If you can get a hold of some of their pee, whatever you can get a hold of, hair preferably. You know, a, a sweaty piece of sock. Whoever it is you don't like, you're going to put it down in the jar. Fill that jar up with other things like broken glass, nails. You know, what What a lot of Wiccans call a witch jar. And that's the only time I'm going to speak on that on this show. And I will take that jar. And I will take it and I will actually bury it in the graveyard. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. You don't want any trail of yourself when you leave out of there. So make sure you keep listening because we're going to tell you how to properly exit and make sure you don't take nothing with you. Now, this is the part that gets a little bit tricky that I know I'm going to get a lot of flack from for telling you all this. But this will be the one time that you don't observe, you know, do signs and customs. You're going to find um, a grave of somebody ornery, somebody that wasn't particularly nice. And you are going to bury that jar or that bottle in that grave. And then you're going to haul ass. You're going to get out of there. You're going to make sure you cleanse yourself. Maybe you'll have a piece of onyx or something pinned to you. Make sure you clean your car. Make sure you, once you get home, you take a spiritual bath. You clean your house. Make sure that you are clean and your protections are up. 
All right? Why? Why have you done this? Because that spirit that's very ornery is going to be pissed off that you just invaded their um, invaded their privacy. You just invaded their home. But now you've got this wonderful jar with this person's personal concerns in there. So who are they going to take their wrath out on? You got it. That person you don't like anymore. That person you wanted to trouble. That person you wanted to fuck up. And now you've, they've got, that spirit has all the link it needs to that particular person. So you've got a double whammy. You've got them already sealed into that jar of nastiness. That's a that's a nice little hex in and of itself. But you've just added a little uh, insurance policy with that spirit. Who now they can't get out of because they ain't going to know where you buried the jar. But that spirit knows, and it's also going to follow those personal concerns back to that person. And there. There goes... There goes my little bit of hex work for Monday night. You know, I seen something similar once in a little in a cemetery on a hill not too far from here, about a fifteen minute drive. And the only reason I seen it was because on the side of this hill it's eroding away. So the top of this grave this grave here in another few years is gonna tombstone's gonna fall down the hill. But it eroded away enough of a mason jar. And this thing was put in there upside down with somebody's picture in it. And it was discolored, so I don't know if there was liquid in there or not. I would, I, I've heard about something similar done with ammonia, but this didn't have no liquid left. It had been there so long. But it was just a picture, and it was stuck upside down right in the middle of this grave. Mm. Yeah, somebody, somebody went, somebody went a cursing. Mm-hmm. Somebody it, went it a cursing. You know, if y'all got to influence people, not necessarily bother them. Say you want to influence somebody. Them nine spirits, male or female, depending, is also a good thing because you get them nine voices. So mm-hmm. you can do things with that. You can go to each one, stick his name down, each one, tell them, tell the whole story over and over. Right. And, you know, people shouldn't have a problem with that because the first thing people do when they've been wronged is to is to want to tell everybody. You know, um, I had a client that, that did that and um, actually referred them to Damaris because, you know, sometimes um, sometimes your, your female clients can relate to certain situations better to a lady worker. And I know that was something I, as well as Damaris, told her that, you know, you need to stop telling that stuff over and over again because it keeps bringing it up. Well, in certain instances, you know, like what you're talking about, you want to keep telling it. You want to keep telling it. Let those spirits know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Always tell the story. Talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Remember you know I gave out a word. Mm. What was that? No, go ahead. I was going to say, I gave out a work one time um, as far as nailing somebody to a tree. Now, you know, I like variations. If you're lucky enough to find, um, you know, because a lot of cemeteries, you know, especially these newer ones, they look like golf courses. You know, with, with, the, with the rolling hills and the manicured grass. Mm-hmm. Well, down here, man, we've got some old cemeteries, and they still got trees in there. And if you can find one with a tree... Especially, you want to go somewhere near the back. These old cemeteries 
have a have a back back to them, you know, kind of off grounds a little bit, you know. But make no mistake about it, it's still part of the cemetery. So it's you know, you find one, um, go to the back side of a tree, uh, preferably the space in a fence, so not everybody can see it, and you can nail someone's picture to that tree, and you can worry them that way, or you can affect them that way, you know. Um, it, it's it's I always say conjure, you know, does better when you layer the tricks. You know, you don't just burn the candle. Burn the candle and some incense. Or dress the candle with some oil, then burn it and burn it with some incense. Or burn a candle and some incense and get out of the house. Get out of the house. Get out there. Get out of the house. Do something, you lazy asses. (laughs) I said it. You didn't have to. They can get mad at me. Lazy as hell, most people I hear. Doc's getting fired up. and But you know what? That, I'm glad you brought that up because um, this is not a tradition of convenience. Yeah, it is more convenient now because, you know, instead of having to dig three feet down to collect your high john root, you know, you got a bunch of people that will do it for you and ship it to you. All right? But um, get out there. Get your own stuff. Mainly because when you get it with your own hands, you know where it came from. You know, there's... um. There was an interesting discussion on on um, goofer dust we had last show. Well, the same thing can be said about graveyard dirt because you can buy graveyard dirt off a of damn eBay now. Besides all the different sites selling it, you can buy damn graveyard dirt off of eBay now. And they can tell you, oh, I got this from the most powerful warlock, and chances are they are going to tell you that bullshit when, when more than likely uh, it was – if it came from a grave at all, it's probably their puppy's grave out in the backyard. You know, at least when <laughs> you go out there, and, I know. You know, next thing you know, the the <laughs> you got somebody dreaming about a puppy, which ain't exactly what you had in mind. <laughs> Without you don't do that love work with the dirt. Next thing you know, little Johnny gonna be over there humping your leg. Oh man! Why did have to get all but, quiet? <laughs> <laughs> Always get bad, quiet on me like I done shot bad, somebody's bad, bad mental picture is what that was. Bad mental. picture. No, that's the true mental picture because I've seen shit like that happen. <laughs> you know, you always that's seeing this type funny. of shit, man. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming to Arkansas. Man, I'm telling you, it's the most fucked up shit you could ever imagine. I should write a book about it. You know what? Actually, you should. Actually, you should. Nobody ever. You know know what? We um, we actually, folks, we we kicked around an idea between the two of us of putting a book out. Um, What was it going to be? Just, 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 you know, crazy, kooky client stories. Of course, with the names and everything redacted. Yeah, we have to. I don't want to get no lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, we 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 the make up names. Most shit you ever imagined. I'm telling. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, these are a couple of things you know that you can do when you're in there. Um, we we need to get them out safely. That's that's one thing. We need to get them out safely. And I know we've 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 talked about, it, and we can you know easily double back on some more work and stuff like that. But there is a way 
to actually exit the graveyard. And this is something that actually a caller brought up, you know, a while ago. And that is, um, I think he said he, after he'd done his work, he took a peek back. I don't know what he was peeking for, but he took a peek back before he went out of there. Mm-hmm. Don't look back. Like Indiana Jones, just run. Yeah, do not look back, folks. And we're not saying you're going to, you know what, and that right there, you know, uh, when I went on my rant, or right after I went on my rant and started preaching to him, we were talking about a lot of the biblical influence to conjuration. Mm-hmm. You know that pillar of salt. That pillar of salt, exactly. I mean, you. I mean, it, it's easy to see once you actually read the Bible how it influenced the work. You know, um, what was that Lot Lot's wife? Yeah, Lot's wife. Yep, and they were told, "Don't look back." They would be delivered. Just don't look back. Lo and behold, look back, and turned into a pillar of salt. You know, and the same thing with um, when you're doing this work, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just the graveyard. You know, when you're when you're leaving the offering at the crossroads, same thing. You know, you leave it, and you you walk away. Don't look back. And invariably, invariably, Doc, I get people to ask the same question. Because I'm glad you mentioned lazy asses. Lazy because, asses. You know, you'll you'll tell folks, you know, well, after you take this bath, you know, save a cup of water, first thing in the morning, take it to a crossroads and pour it out. And then folks will say, um, well, can I do it on my way to work? Well, sure, go ahead. And then someone will always pull over and then either call or text me and go, um, well, I have to come back this way on the way home. Is it all right if I look then? Um, no. Oh. Just for those of y'all that ain't following this, the reason you don't look back when you leave the cemetery is you don't want one of them spirits to catch your eyes and come home with you. Exactly. You don't want no hitchhikers. That is that is probably the main thing that will get you messed up. Well, I won't say the main thing, but it's one of the main things that will get you messed up when you're working in the graveyard. Something will tag along for the ride, you know, and it may not be something benign. may not be mm-hmm. something happy, you know, because most of the happy folks are just in there resting. But sometimes you got somebody that wants to still raise a little hell like they did when they were alive. You know, and they can ride back with you. So do not look back, like Doctor Corbo said. They will catch your eyes, and then you know they're they're coming in. They're coming along for the ride. And it's just like those mm-hmm. little cartoons or little things where you got a demon and an angel on your shoulder. Well, you got two devils on there. Mm-hmm. And, they are and a dead along person in the ride. back seat. Mm-hmm. And I'll share something yeah. with y'all that's gonna save y'all a lot of trouble. It's probably going to cut a little business out for me. <laughs> Before you even go, make sure you don't have the smell of no food on you. If you've been out there cooking pork chops and honey's got that grease on your finger, you need to wash your hands, everything. Make sure you got a tic-tac and all. You don't want them smelling that food because they get hungry too. Oh, they're going to smell it on you, then they're going to flock to you. Make mm-hmm. sure you ain't got no kind of food smell, nothing like that before you get there. You know what? I'm glad I'm glad we double back. Um 
Maybe we should have. See, this is one of those times where maybe if we did an outline, it probably would have helped. But you know, I, I want to double. I want to double back too, um, as far as precautions. This is what I do. I have, you know, I will of course, I, I will take a spiritual bath beforehand. All right, before I even go to do this type of stuff, I will also, aside from the the coins that I bring with me to pay my way in, pay for my dirt, and pay my way out. I will also have a spray bottle um, with a with a mixture of um, lemon juice, holy water, maybe a little splash of Florida water, and some blessed salt. I will also have a receptacle right there, um, like a little Tupperware bin, at my door to put my clothes in and my shoes, because I'm not just gonna go walking back in my house after I've been there. All right, I will have let I will have sprayed down my welcome mat for me to rub my feet on, and I'll have a spiritual bath already locked and loaded so I can hop right in there. Because when I come back home, I'm making a V line there. I'm not passing go. I ain't collecting two hundred fucking dollars. I'm going so straight right to jail. there. <laughs> right, do you know? I'm I'm getting I'm getting that stuff off of me because you, there's going to be the smallest amount of residue. I don't care how careful you are. I don't care if you follow everything we've said to a T. You know we will bring a little bit of residue back with us that has to be cleaned off. I mean I don't care how good you are. You know you better be you better be um, either Saint Cyprian or, or King Solomon if you expect to come out of there and have nothing tagging along with you. That's like Wasima said, you better be wrapped up like a mob boss about to clean up a body. <laughs> Don't drop a hair once. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, you you got to make sure you have all that stuff. You know, and well we'll we'll go through through um, you know, the leaving protocol. But yeah, make sure you have that spray bottle, and I'll tell you why in a second. You probably already guessed, but we're going to go over it. Just in case, so make a little line for that um, on your little notepad there. But you you've collected your dirt, all right. You're ready to go. You turn the head towards that gate. What did you forget? What did you forget? You forgot to pay for your dirt. All right. You got to pay for your dirt. You almost fucked up. You almost fucked up. All right. Now. Here's here's a quandary. What do you do if you start walking and you forgot to pay for your dirt? Because we just told you don't look back. What do you do? Walk your ass backwards and hope to God you don't trip. I'm trying to tell you. There you go. Put that now, dirt I have you got back on the ground. Pay for it and then dig it back up. <laughs> you know, there are a bunch of common sense ways you can go about doing this. Now, in a pinch... In a pinch, I have walked backwards before because I refused to look. You know, I have I have closed my eyes because I refused. I felt my way there. Um, I have tossed coins over my shoulder and prayed like hell and hoped for the best. And don't forget them I, them glasses. <laughs> them old Doctor Buzz and them ain't blue glasses. He ain't got to worry. Only problem is. I can tell you from experience, that shit is hard to see through at night. I busted my ass so many times. 
Hate hate blue glass. But you know, I try to stay out of graveyards at night, particularly the closer to three AM you get. All right. And there's a lot of superstition and folklore about three AM. Particularly, but I I make sure my ass is the hell out of there. Way before three AM. Because oh, things start getting well, they start getting a little hanky at that point because then, then they start getting a little restless because around that time, everything holding them in the ground starts to loosen up a little bit. You know, and then you're having a damn tea party like the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Mm, that's some good tea, too. Well, hell, you can have it. <laughs> Listen to that. You know, you can have that shit. But no, in all in all in all honesty, um, Doc will go in there around that time. But but the kid, no, I I, I believe I'm good. I believe I'm good. I'm not going in there, and I'm not hanging out around 3 a.m. You get in there at the times. You know how a screech owl sounds like somebody screaming, right? Mm Mhm. I took an old boy in there late at night. That screech owl took off. Now, this boy, you have to see, he's about seven foot tall and about 700 pounds. <laughs> I had, I was a lot that, younger. I had, your brother? No, huh? No, this ain't my brother. This is a guy, I can't remember his real name. We just called him Bear. This okay, man heard this screech out, and he thought it was the restless dead, and he took off so fast, he hit my little geo tracker, which I had at the time, he hit that thing, damn near toppled it over. Trying to get, he ran into my car, lifted it up, trying to get in that door over a screech owl. Yeah, hell, I'm not surprised. You know, I'll you start fooling around in the in the graveyard at night, and you'll see and hear all kinds of shit. Now, mm-hmm. if you hear your name, don't respond to it, don't acknowledge it, get the hell out. No shit. <laughs> If you are in the graveyard and you hear your name, don't start looking to see where it came from because you know whether or not somebody's there. I don't care if it sounds like a little kid. I don't care if it sounds like a relative. I don't care if it sounds like it's on the radio. If you hear your name, do not look. To, don't turn around trying to see where it came from. Do not say yes, huh, what, none of that. You better put just that politely. head down and walk out like you just got a five-finger discount. Mm-hmm. Now, if it happened to be, you know, your cousin was tending to some kinfolk's grave and wanted to get your attention, fine. You can apologize for that shit later. All right? You you were just rude for a second. But he'll get over it. He'll get over it. But, you know, you will have spirits that will, that will call your name. They'll try to get your attention. Best case scenario for that one, you get a possession. You get, you know, you bring something home and it, it kind of plays around in your house. Worst you might case just scenario, fall over dead. There, worst case scenario, worst. you fall over dead. Mhm. You fall over dead. Don't acknowledge anything, anything in there when you go to work. And I know some of y'all out there saying, "Well, hell, I've been to a, a shitload of funerals and I have never had none of this shit happen." Funeral and funeral and conjure work are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Conjure work, you're going in there with a specific purpose. You're and you usually by yourself. And by yourself, exactly. They they pick you out when you're by yourself. 
And remember, it ain't just the dead that's living in that cemetery and passing through. It's more than just dead folks. So you never know who might be hanging. You got some stuff in a, in a graveyard that wasn't ever living. And we talked about that mm-hmm. when we had that show on spirits. Not everything on that heads. side used to be human. And then you got crackheads, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got crackheads. I other. man. I had them crackheads Another in that cemetery. Mm. No, them crackheads, that's what, that's the scary thing, the crackheads. You trip over a needle, get stabbed in the foot, next thing you know. Mm. Herpes. Or worse. Hell, anything. Or worse. So, you know, hopefully we we spooked you enough. Because, um, you know, we may laugh and, and joke and whatnot, but seriously, um, graveyard ain't nothing to really be fucking around with. We put, you know, we 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 had this show, and we kind of wrestled with it for a bit. But we we decided to have this show because of all the bullshit that gets put out. I mean, it is complete and utter bullshit. Um, you know, it, it's not just the stories. You know, there are actual people that are really getting screwed up. And you know, you want you want to hex somebody good? Just go dig up some graveyard dirt and toss it in their car and see what happens. See what happens. They ain't gonna be nice. You know, it's just mm. like that. What was that movie? Um, Lazarus, you remember that movie, Grumpy Old Men, where one yeah. of them threw <laughs> threw that dead fish in the other one's car, and he drove around for weeks. Like, what the hell is that smell? Man, they had it worse here. They put a skunk in your car. Oh shit! Right down the road from me, man. They got this lady. These, these all crackheads. <laughs> One of them was going out of town on vacation for a week. They put that damn skunk in their back seat. They had they never got that smell out. It was during a hot yeah. summer. Lord. Yeah, you ain't going to get that Fish smell ain't out. nothing to that. <laughs> mm. But seriously, seriously, you know, all all jokes aside, you know, there, there's a lot of power in that dirt. There's a lot of power just in that area. So it's not somewhere you just want to go in half-cocked. And a lot of the books being put out and a lot of these blogs and stuff on the Internet and YouTube videos, they're, they're setting you up to get all screwed up. Now, I, you know, I don't know. Well, I know of one. I do know of one operating here in Georgia. But there are some unscrupulous workers out there who you go to them, they'll do some work for you. But on your way out the door, oh, they'll hang a little hex on you. You know, sometimes they'll do it after a reading. They'll tell you some bad shit is coming. And it's true because they're putting some bad shit on you. So you'll turn around and go, hey, my dumb such and such, you told me some bad shit was coming. And lo and behold, here we go. Well, a lot of these books and blogs, man, it's, it's the same type of shit. You know, they'll they'll give you half the information. They'll give you half of the recipe. So when you screw yourself all up, you know, you go to... People generally track themselves. They they backtrack to the source, you know, of their information, and they go back there and say, "Oh, they email. Oh, can you help me? Oh, sure, I can help you for the low, low price of four ninety nine a minute." That's higher than mine. <laughs> I know because you know, folks, if you um, don't know, and we get a lot of criticism about this doc about us not promoting ourselves enough because people will come on their show and then we'll endorse them. And then they'll go get readings or whatever. And it's good because I like it because I want to dispel this myth 
that conjure is dying out. I want to dispel this myth that it has to be, you know, spread and saved and whatnot. Because some of the old workers are dying out. Sure, people die every day. But the tradition is not dying out. It doesn't need saving by anybody. So when a, a good, legitimate worker calls into the show, I have no problem endorsing them. But I said to say, you know, we don't toot our own horns enough is what I'm hearing. So if you would like to speak to Dr. Corbeau, he only charges on Keen, that's K-E-E-N.com, 99 cents a minute. You can control the cost of your reading. All right? You can control the time limit. If you only have, you know, a quick question, you can call this man up whenever he's logged on, ask or your question. email me. <laughs> or, or just email him. Yeah, he was just running a special. Um, you know, I'm not going to put his business out there. I don't want to know what your numbers were. But it was a it was a damn good deal. It was a damn good deal. And I will let you in on a little secret. If you If you are in need, he'll spend some time with you. He will spend some time with you. You got a lot of clock watchers out there, but Dr. Corbo and I, because I've um, given some marathon readings before, you know, myself. So if you'd like to get a reading or whatever from one of us, then just hit us up. Um, You'll find our information on the show notes and schedule us. You know, we're pretty reasonable. We're very thorough. I know with my readings, they also come with a consultation as far as conjure, in case you want to give something a try yourself. Because, you know, if, you're, if your life is all, you know, fucked up, then, you know, who better to unfuck it than you? Because you know everything that's going on with you. So I will unfuck give you some remedies to go and try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I'll give you some remedies to take home with you and try. And then if you can't get yourself straightened out, then you can always come back to one of us. And we'll get you straightened out. So... I just want to throw that shameless plug out there, you know, in case people wanted to go to PapaLooConjure.com and, you know, order any of uh, Papa Lou's oils, incense. I've got conjure kits out there for just about anything you've got going on. If you need a kit for a road opening, kit for love drawing, money drawing, whatever. I think um, if you go to Dr. Corbeau's YouTube channel, he actually – did like a, a video review and unboxing of one of my kits. So if you want to see what's yeah. in it, um, go and check them out. And also go to my site. And my blog will be up eventually whenever I can buckle down and get the shit done. Hell so, yeah, uh, I have my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got, they've got mine. You know, the um, the text line is also my business number. So if anybody wants to give me a call, um, I'll put my schedule up on the Facebook page and on the show notes. Oh, they can call you know, because me I'm, anytime because if I'm, I'm busy, I just won't answer. <laughs> well, <laughs> hell. Turn that phone off. <laughs> and actually, I'm going to be running a running a special. I think I'll do some um, some consul- some consultations. I may open up my phone for prayer requests if people want to speak to me on some Sundays. So we'll see. We'll see. Just stay tuned and like us on Facebook to get all that information. All right? But um, we got 25 minutes left. Let's get them safely out of the graveyard. All right? Safely out of the graveyard. Because you've, you've now collected your dirt. You've paid for it properly. You're walking back towards the gate. You're not looking back. All right? When you get to the gate... 
this process is fairly simple. You know, you pay your way out. You pay your way out. Now, knock, you know, I like knock again. I do knock again also. Yeah. I knock again too. You know, it's just like when 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 you go to visit a relative, man, you don't just just say, "All right, then appreciate the food and and dash your ass out the door." Well, most southern folk will walk you to the door. You know, they'll walk you to the door. Y'all it will exchange pleasantries again, and then you'll leave. You know, pretty much the same thing here. You're going to, just like you paid, you knocked and paid your way into the cemetery, you're going to knock and pay your way out of the cemetery. All right? Simple enough, right? All right? At this point, you get in your car and you drive home. I don't. I mean, I don't know um, what Doc does, but I, I do like a mini cleansing right then. Like right then, I do a mini cleansing of myself and my car. What about you, Doc? Generally, yeah, because I bring the same stuff. So I do something like that. Generally, I have my stuff in a little bottle and just sprinkle it all over my head, down my body, Mm -hmm. blow smoke, because, you know, I love smoke. (laughs) I'll get the smoke going. And then just take my ass off. Yeah, I was was just about to say, I know you got some smoke going. Man, Um, I'm smoking everything. (laughs) (laughs) But look, just like the um, the well, it's the bottle that I was telling you guys about. The bottle with the uh, the holy water, the Florida water, the um, blessed salt, the lemon. You know, remember that spray bottle? I take it and I spritz myself all the way down. You know, and and I'm also praying. You know, I'm praying for cleansing. And actually, this just came to me. I don't know why I haven't been doing it from here on out. I'll probably put a pinch of hyssop in that bottle too. But um. You know, I'm, I'm praying, you know, the Lord's Prayer. I'm praying the 23rd Psalm, and I'm cleansing myself. The same way I would do at home, I would start at my head and work my way down. And I would make sure, make sure that I spray the soles of my shoes. You know, a lot of times people, when they cleanse, they forget their feet. I guess because they assume their feet are already submerged in the bath or whatever. Mm. People forget their People forget their feet, but, you know, it's a symbolic act. You're cleansing everything. And so I I also do that while I'm out. I make sure that I spray from my head down to my feet. And make sure you get the bottom of your feet because that's where you are traipsing all through the damn dirt with. All right, so make sure you clean the bottom of your feet. Um, That house cleaning we talked about, um, the the lovely Oshun and I, after it was all over with, I mean, if she were on, she would tell you, we did the same thing. We, um, you know, we at that time we had holy water and Florida water and hyssop. You know, we made sure we did a cleansing right there outside of the place. You know, as well as prayer and cigar smoke because I brought a cigar. And you know, it's it's also good. It's it's really good if you got someone there with you because then you've got someone to blow smoke over you. Because it's kind of hard to blow smoke over yourself. Unless you, I guess you blow it towards your hands and fan it towards your face or whatever. But it's not easy to do. If you smoke enough, you'll just be one big cloud. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm dead, if y'all just see a big-ass smoky cloud walking around, it's probably me. <laughs> Hell, you probably see that when I'm alive. <laughs> 
shit, man. <laughs> That's um, you know, that reminds me. Remember Charlie Brown always had that kid Pigpen. Mm-hmm. He was the one always walking around with the um, with, with the with the cloud all around him. Yeah, that's yeah, that's me. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But um, oh, yeah, most definitely. Do your cleansing right there. All right. You might want to do a little bit of blessing on your car, especially if you got you know you've got that dirt with you now. Do a little blessing over yeah. your car. If you Spring. can. Your don't seat. park inside. Oh hell no. no! I don't know. I don't know how we forgot that part. I never park inside. I always park Walk. outside the gate. Yeah, there's one cemetery here where there ain't no no spot to go except on the inside. There ain't mm. no no parking outside. Luckily, mm-hmm. though, it's all gravel, gravel paved, you know, through there, so it ain't as bad. But whenever possible, don't park in there. Just get off your ass and walk. Quit being lazy. Right. Go on and walk in there. And it looks like somebody just tried out the um, the text line number. I just got a I just got a call. Lovely people, you cannot call me during the show. All right. But I don't mind talking with you. Send me a text message. Let me know. All right. Yeah, because somebody just tried to call, which is awesome. I love hearing from y'all. Um. Uh-huh. Make sure you spray the inside of your car because, you know, you never know what might have blown on you and all that stuff. Spray the inside of your car. Spray the floorboards, all right? Say a prayer over your vehicle because, you know, my um my car, I've said it like a million times, my car is like my barometer. It it lets me know when I'm being thrown at. It lets me know, um, you know, all kinds of stuff because whenever it starts to break down, you know, uh, besides the fact that it's old as hell, I know something's going on. So your car a lot of times will take the hit for you. So, you know, make sure you pray over your car, all right? Um, When Oshun and I were out there, you know, we did also, you know, douse like our tires with holy water and stuff like that because, you know, the, your tire is one of the first things that will blow and go out and stuff like that. So also, you know, make sure your tire... Is protected. All right. Make sure your tires are protected. Now, you've headed home. You're on the way home, and I think Lazarus, you gave this out before to make sure people remember, you know, to treat that dirt with respect. You've just collected, mm-hmm. you know, someone graveyard dirt. Treat it with respect. Don't just go chunking it in the back seat like you would, you know, some of your groceries that that aren't going to break. Sit it there on the front seat with you. Now, if you're going to sit it on the back seat, you know, do so reverently like you're driving Miss Daisy or something. But preferably, you'll have it sitting on the front seat, you know, right there next to you. And if you got it in the container, it would behoove you to actually belt it in. Because the last thing you need is to get into an accident and that container goes flying forward and it busts, breaks, and now you got that. I know. You got a grenade going off inside your car. <laughs> I, I, I've got to see. That's had to have happened at some point. It's got to, oh. and I wish somebody would tell a story um, that we could share. That we could share. Um, we've Man, got a lot I of callers on the line. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of callers on the line, and nobody's asking a question. Um, did I put the? Yeah, I think I let everybody know. If you got a comment, hit one. 
you know, hit one will know that you've got a question or, or whatnot. And also, you know, we were doing many consultations tonight. So if you have a question, um, concern. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, wow. Okay, I guess I didn't put that out. All right, I guess I didn't. We're going to take this call right quick, all right? Let's see here. <laughs> 304 Area Code, your line is hot. Welcome to the show. Who are we speaking with? Hey, this is Guy from West Virginia. It's Guy. Hey, Guy, how's it going? Hey, going pretty good. How y'all doing tonight? It's fine. How are you? Oh, yeah, no complaints. I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, you had a really interesting show tonight. Um, I actually had a, a comment about a situation that I encountered with somebody um, who they had a loved one who had passed away, and uh, they were cremated. And this person, um, this relative, had their cr- uh, cremains uh, desecrated by some young kids and by their own uh, family, actually. They got drunk, and they took and, and strewed their ashes at a bar, of all places. And the kids used the, the ashes for finger chalk, you know, outside, like a oh, sidewalk Lord. chalk. So needless to say, things didn't go very well um, right. for, for any of the people involved. Um, and I, it was just, you know, that I just couldn't believe it when I had this person, you know, I found this out. So, I mean, in a situation like that, you know, could you help that spirit find peace again, or how does... Well, maybe that spirit just wants to stomp ass. I couldn't blame them. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, (laughs) they kind of brought it on themselves, you know, but... You you can go pray for them. You know, there's prayers for the dead. Right. That's what I told this individual, that they needed to pray, and, uh, of course, I, you know, I had, you know, referred them to an elder, you know, that they could talk to about it if they needed to. But right. I just thought, you know, are words of the wise. You know, any of the people that did it, are they feeling remorseful or worried? You know, I have no idea. They just contacted oh, okay. me, and, uh, you know, I never heard anything back. Um, I felt really bad. From them. If any of them people get enough trouble and they finally thought that they they've done fucked up, they want to make amends. You tell them to go pull their damn money, sell everything from their shoes up to their hair bows, and buy that lady a memorial. Whether yeah. it's just a plaque and something, you get that lady something to replace what you took, and you never do it again. Yeah, and that see that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of what I wondered if that if that was something you could do, some way to pay tribute to them, and uh, you know, say, go ahead. None, none of that stuff. No remains were left, right? It's all gone. You know, I think there were some that were left. I don't think they were all okay. taken out. If there's yeah, there some, some left, left, you can get. If there's not a lot, you know, there's they're called crucifix urns, and they mm-hmm. have a little vial thing in there where you put some of the remains and you can hang that on the wall and use that as a focal point for your prayer. You can get them at like autumn.com A-U-T-O-M and maybe that'll bring them a little peace. 
Okay. If I ever hear uh, from these, this individual again, I'll definitely pass on the info. You know, because I was I was concerned more about the, the you know, the spirit honestly than the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know there's kids involved, and I, I do hate that. But I mean, you know, when you're dealing with somebody in the afterlife and they're you know so upset, they're wandering. You want to help them find peace. So, look up prayers right. for the dead, definitely. Okay. I'll definitely yeah. do that, but I just thought, you know, I would share that because I thought that was an interesting kind of situation. <laughs> that that is that bar is messed up. And you know what? If if you can find out if they're sincerely sorry, because a lot of times people forget that, mm-hmm. you know, those that have passed on, they're they're still the same. Yeah, I've said it right. time and time again. You know, if if your crazy Uncle Joe was a dickhead when he was alive, chances are he's still a dickhead. Right. All right? <laughs> it's just a matter of learning how to work with that individual spirit. Now, if they're truly, star- truly sorry and remorseful, um, aside from the prayers for the dead, which is, you know, excellent advice, a verbal expression of regret. An apology, mm-hmm. one of the most simplest of things, an apology. Because, honestly, at this point, unless unless the spirit was just an asshole, the kids aren't really in a whole lot of danger. Because the, right. you know, they, they, they found something and they played in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the spirit would get ticked off just if you came home and found found your kids done, done smeared peanut butter all over the floor. It's something you get right. pissed off and you kind, you kind of get over you know, the ones who really need to be um, concerned are the ones who actually decided the one to get drunk and throw that stuff all over the bar. Now, if they're really regretful and remorseful, they need to verbalize that to that mm-hmm. spirit. They need to perform an act of atonement, like Lazarus was saying. You know, if there's some remains left, they need to they need to buy, um, like he was saying, the crucifix urn. Mm-hmm. They they need to show their remorse, and they need to express it. You know, because right. when it uh, when when it comes to especially if, if it's your dead kinfolk, all right. And I've said it before, you know, your 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 kinfolk have a blood tie to a blood tie to you. So mm-hmm. when they're pissed off, the Florida water ain't about to do it. No. <laughs> You know, it's different when you have a transient spirit that just decide they want to come take up residence in your house. You know, just like a burglar, it, unless they're much bigger than you and armed, you can kick them out the damn front door. But <laughs> right. but kinfolk have a blood tie to you, all right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much what, what's yours is theirs, including, your, you know, your blood. So it ain't as easy to get them to move on. So they actually, they they need to get on making amends with that person. And it's right. just morally right too. You just don't want to go. Um, yeah, that was just bad. Yeah, it you was know. just. It was to me. I just couldn't get over that. I think of their own flesh and blood. I don't know what possesses a person to go that route, but you know, hopefully, they Assholitis. can. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> Diagnosis. You know, they really. That was just bad. So yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely felt bad. For the individual who contacted me, it was her loved one too, and you know it was just not a good situation. But I mean, and something else, 
that uh, I was listening to the show, you know, people have to be really careful what they take out of the graveyard because I know somebody who makes uh, stuff out of, like, dolls and things, out of sticks from the graveyard. And um, I ended up receiving one of these, and not good things, you know, came about as a result of opening this, you know, voodoo-inspired doll that was made. And they didn't pay for the – they didn't give an offering when they took these twigs out of the graveyard. And, uh, you know, it didn't go well. So, you know, I think people have to – yeah, that that didn't go – I woke up and, you know, in in my room – and there was a spirit, and it was like an evil spirit, and it was like plain as day had appeared, and it like made this horrible growling sound and came at me. And uh, you know, I kind of figured that that might have been a connection with that uh, that particular doll. So, you know, I didn't realize it at the time when they had given it that it had that connection. But when I did, I was like, wow. <laughs> Well, they got dumbassitis. Yeah, well, that's exactly. <laughs> um, it was really bad. <laughs> there's a lot of ass diseases going on. You gotta be careful. You know what? That um, that Lazarus is probably our our first uh, corboism of the night. Assholeitis. You got yes. a lot of ass diseases going about. Yeah. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because yes, and so. I hate to say it, but you're seeing that more and more nowadays. Yeah. Just like the internet workers that are popping up, you see a lot of people who really mm-hmm. take a lot of stuff far, far too lightly, and that, and that goes along with do they actually believe in what they're writing about or or posting about, blogging about, or whatever? Because you know, I I came across some information. It was brought to my attention. A lot of stuff that goes on on Facebook gets brought to my attention about a group um, that went into a graveyard, and they went into a very old and traditional Jewish section. Mm. Now, first of all, I'm going to tell people out there listening, all right, Jewish sections of graveyards are off limits, all right? It's part of their tradition that those graves are not to be disturbed. So I don't care if you want to go and collect graveyard dirt or whatever, um, that they're off limits. And these people went in there, first of all, they desecrated them by taking the dirt. And then they further insulted them by leaving coins. Now anyone who knows that they will know that you um people who will go uh, and visit their rel- their Jewish relatives will leave stones. So they, they created two acts and I you know, I, it's also been brought to my attention that some of the individuals that were part of that group are having very bad luck as far as health, finance, and things of that nature. So this is not something to be taken lightly. That's what no. I that out there. All right. But, guys, you know what? Thanks so much for supporting the show. Um, thanks for calling in. We're about to close up. Um, don't hang up. Okay. We're just going to finish up here. And, um, you know, thanks. Thanks a lot. You know, I've gotten a few messages from you. You're pretty cool, and we appreciate you supporting us. Well, I appreciate you all. Thanks so much. All right, no problem. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, Doc, we've um, got to close them out here. we got five minutes left. So we've gotten them, um, hopefully not in a car wreck with um, exploding 
um, graveyard dirt around them, they've made it home. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, um, hopefully everybody's gone, and um, hopefully everybody's gone, and re- they've written down the thing about the Tupperware and all that stuff. What I do, I you know, I strip down naked. I do, you know, I, I take everything but off. I put it in butt ass naked. I take off every stitch. Yeah, I, I I keep that Damiana leaf poised in front of me because I didn't have a fig leaf, so I've got one huge <laughs> Damiana leaf. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've got a big Damiana leaf, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I leave my clothes right there in that Tupperware thing. I will I will spritz my holy water mixture. Onto my clothes in the Tupperware, put the lid on, seal it up, because I'm going to deal with that a little bit later on. But I then proceed directly, directly to the ready-made bath. You know, I'm, I'm, I run the water, I dump it in there, I start praying, and I submerge myself. All right? And then, you know, take your, take your standard spiritual bath, get out, air dry. You know the routine. We went over it before. You know, once you've gotten cleansed, then I'll go back. Now, this is something, you know, that's kind of new agey um, that I've just decided to do, Doc. I don't know if you do it, but I'll, I'll take those clothes and I'll put them in my washing machine and I'll actually put Florida water and holy water in there with the uh, wash cycle. Well, I knew a, a worker who put certain things in with their wash, but they did it, you know, just pretty regularly. I don't remember exactly what they did, but... I mean, that was just part of the thing. They threw shit in with the wash. Yeah. So, that's well, there it. There you go. <laughs> All right, folks. We have gotten you into the graveyard. We have shown you how to collect your dirt. We have gotten you safely out and back home. And we've given you a few words on how to fuck somebody up. You know, and if you fuck that. this up, you're just going to have to give us a call. Give us a call. 99 cents a minute for Dr. Corbo. I'm a little high on the hog with mine. I charge a dollar ninety nine. No, I charge mine one ninety nine now. But I okay, don't there you go. Y'all want to call me? The number will be on the Facebook page. Yeah, and I'll and I'll likely um be logged on later tonight, or I'll be up tonight a little bit later. Um, if anybody wants to go to my site, maybe book a reading or a consultation. We got one more caller. You want to try to call them after the show? Whoa, we do have one, but we've only got two well, minutes. Well, you uh, know, if we we can leave it on, and the show, it'll stop recording, but we'll still be able to take it. Okay. All right, we'll take this call. We right can do there. that. <laughs> 876, we'll get you after the close. Oh, hey, howdy. How you doing? Oh, is this Eduardo? This is Eduardo, yeah. Hey. Are we still on live? We are, Eduardo. We've got about 90 seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just calling in. I don't suppose we've got too much time to talk. But, hey, Doc, me and you were talking about a graveyard, remember, not too far from where I live. Yeah. And um, it looks like he dropped. That's the problem with that international calling on here. It drops a lot. Yeah, it does drop a lot. But um, mine dropped you know, three that, times that, last show. 
That's um that is the end of the show. We've got fifty seconds left. Everybody, thanks so much for calling. Thanks so much for listening in. And uh, hopefully you got something out of it. Check the Facebook page. Like us here on Blog Talk Radio to get our alerts. And um, definitely follow us and like us on Facebook as well. Our our information is there. You want to get in touch with us for readings. We both do readings. We do consultations. And my website is up there, papaluconjure.com, where you can get my own uh, brand of um, hoodoo remedies and whatnot. And also like Dr. Corbo's Conjure Room for the same thing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, and kiss uh, my ass. There you go. And kiss his ass. God bless everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.